Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to another week of the Ninth State Sports Show Lacrosse Edition. My name is Joe Marcellina, and joining me, as always, is Dairyfield AD and boys lacrosse coach Chris Hetler. Chris, how are we doing? Good, Joe. We're in full swing, man. We are we are six days and counting from opening day at Dairyfield, and uh, yeah, we're 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 right in it, man. I'm, I'm excited to be back on a field. Uh, you know, got got out to a bunch of games, saw a bunch of teams play, and uh, you know, my team's had a few scrimmages, and uh, feeling good. It's good to be out there. Yeah, well, un- unfortunately for you, it's six days. For me, it's five days because <laughs> I will be I will be getting out to some games on Monday. I'm uh, I'm I'm not who you got, I'm not going to wait till Tuesday. So oh, yeah, who you got, who you yep, got on the uh, uh, who you got on the docket for that Monday? I'm gonna I'm gonna bounce around a little bit. I'm gonna well, I'm gonna first I'm gonna start at uh, at Stellos uh, for uh, Londonderry and Bishop Girton girls um, play at four, or at least I I'll double check the schedule, but that's what it was <laughs> the last I looked at it. Um, you know, and then I'm going to hang around, uh, for a little bit of, uh, Keen Monadnock and Nashua South girls after that. And then, uh, I'm, I'm going to try to hit up a couple other games just to get some highlights, get some video out there. One, one thing I want to try to do a little more of this year, uh, I might've mentioned earlier in the, in the podcast, that, uh, an earlier, uh, episode is, uh, is get out and get, just get more video this year and, and run some highlight packages, kind of like, maybe kind of like what you'd see on the news, you know, um, just to try to get to as many teams as I can this year. So that's that's part of the plan for Monday. I've been told by the kids that that's what they're into, Joe. It's yeah, video well, these days. I've been I've been told, yeah, that's the kids are really into that. Less print, more video. So that's good. <laughs> well, I don't have any print. Well, uh, unless you count the yearbooks, we don't have any print. So there's so that's there you a, go. There that's you go. a start. Text. Uh, all right. So uh, you know, if you'd like to get in touch with us, give us send us some questions or, or shoot us, uh, give us some feedback. You can always do that by sending an email to nhhighschoolsports at gmail dot com. You can follow us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at at nhhs sports. And uh, you are able to listen to the show Thursday mornings at nh highschoolsports dot com. And uh, as of course, the Ninth State Sports Show is proudly sponsored by Prolax Customs. Located in Bedford, Prolax Customs wants to make your stick as unique as the way you play the game. It is the place in southern New Hampshire for custom-dyed lacrosse head. Or guys, if you are in need of a stick string as, as we head into the start of the spring season, they can do that for you as well. Uh, to learn more, visit them online at ProlaxCustoms.com or you can find them on Facebook and Instagram or email ProlaxLacrosse at gmail.com. And uh, one more other thing before we get going, too. Um, as we mentioned before, it's uh, once again, we're offering uh, special lac- lacrosse memberships uh, for nh-highschoolsports.com. Uh, what that is is you can sign up to gain access to all content on the website for a full year. And along with that membership, you also receive a copy of our lacrosse preview magazine, which will be shipping in mid-April, and a copy of the 2022 lacrosse yearbook. So, uh just go to nh-highschoolsports.com, go up to the tab on the top of the page that says Membership, uh, click on Memberships uh, Levels, I believe it is, and uh, and you're on your way, or well, or you're starting on your way there. There you go. Well, we talked we talked about the yearbook in depth last time and what a great value I think that is uh, for the kids and for the the trendy adults that are on Instagram. If you check out Prolax Customs latest uh, latest post there, you'll see they're not just a field player either. They've got they've got goalie sticks. Uh, Will Murphy uh, from BG just got his goalie stick done there, and Sauhegan had multiple sticks for their program just thrown up by Joe over at Prolax Customs too. So, 
doing great work for not only our field players, but our goalies as well. So thanks awesome. again to Prolax yes. Customs for, for sponsoring the show. Definitely, definitely appreciate that. And if you have a, uh, you'd also like to sponsor uh, the show, we would certainly love to get some more on here. Um, yeah, just send me an email, nhhighschoolsports at gmail.com. All right, so um, I think we're, yeah, we're going to wrap up our uh, boys' previews this week with uh, Division Three. Uh, we uh, we talked about Division One two weeks ago, Division Two last week, so if you missed those, uh, you can find them up on the website. Um, you know, take a listen to those, too, or if you want to re-listen to them, you know, feel free. Uh, always a good thing to re- or a fun thing to revisit as the year goes on. I was going to say time will wrong time will tell to see yeah. us how good we were, right? <laughs> <laughs> All right. So this this uh, for Division Three, we're going to do kind of like we did last week with Division Two. We're going to start out with uh, <laughs> the teams that were in the finals last year and work our way through the division there. So you know um, the the champs last year in Division Three was was uh, Trinity. So let's start with the Pioneers, uh, of course. Some uh, some changes there with um, they did graduate some talent. Also had some talented kids, you know, uh, move on to some other schools. But uh, but still, I think a pretty good core uh, returning for Mike Martinez this year. Would you say? Yeah, no, he's got some really good talent returning. Obviously, like you alluded to, he's he's got some turnover in terms of roster, um, but he's got a really good problem to have. He's got returning goalie. He's got a junior in Nick Guerra in there, and he's got a junior in Chase Hunt that'll both be you know probably probably fighting, you know, arguably similar situation that I had last year where two, two goalies that can, that can easily start for most teams in the state. And, uh, you know, they're, they're both all state, uh, all state caliber goalies. So good problem to have there. Um, he also had, he also had an attack transfer come in Tyler Manning, who, who he feels that should, you know, challenge for one of his top leading scorers on the team there. Um, you know, with all the turnover they had, a lot of teams might be overlooking them, but I, I, I wouldn't. I mean, Coach Coach Martinez, I mean, not only does he give you a great wrap-up of the entire league, but he, <laughs> he really uh, he really knows lacrosse, and, and he's going to have his guys ready this year. So um, I, I don't know that they're – I don't know that I would consider them the favorite coming in again this year, um, but they, they will definitely be in the mix. They they definitely reloaded, in my opinion. They Yeah, I think they're another team. You know, we, we talked about um, the one that – team that stands out to me from last week Kingswood about how they're going to have to kind of rely on their defense early in the year and I think Trinity's another team you know that they definitely have more experience on, on defense uh, you mentioned the two goalies they've also got back uh, Matt Micheletti who's a, uh, a two-year captain uh, on defense uh, you know a guy that, that um, he actually missed about nine games last year and came back for the playoffs uh, but uh, he you know he's at full strength uh, a guy who's going to be a candidate for defensive player of the year and then another guy that they've got, uh, another senior defenseman stepping in, uh, Mike Evans, who was uh, second-team All-State last year, and uh, looks like he's probably going to take face-offs for them as he did that for a couple of uh, games last year uh, when injuries required that. And then uh, at another senior at LSM, uh, <laughs> I'm going to try to say his name here, apologize if I mispronounce this, but Matty uh, Busolet. Uh, another senior uh, at LSM. So they've got a couple guys on defense that, um, you know, are, are, are going to kind of have to be their backbone, I think, for, for maybe a week or two as they kind of get the offense up to speed. And you actually, no, yeah. uh, oh, sorry, I want to throw one more name out there too. Yeah, because, absolutely. Uh, uh, Co- Coach Martinez, actually, I was up there uh, for their practice on Tuesday for a little bit. And um, one guy he also mentioned too is uh, a guy they got out from the uh, the football team in in uh, 
James Tebow uh, is going to get out there and play some defense as well. Um, he hasn't played for a couple of years, but, uh, but he, I mean, he's a tremendous athlete, uh, stand, really stand out on the football field. So that that's going to be a big help for them too on defense. Yeah, I mean, we've talked about it in other podcasts. Adding athletes to the field is is always never a, is never a bad thing, and always makes makes it difficult for teams to uh, to scout. Um, I'm going to give I'm going to give a shout out to uh, they've got a senior attackman Jack Soha who uh, who I had in middle school as a student uh, who's worked really hard at his game, hockey player. Uh, you know, and should should be one that should step up for them as well. So, you know, Joe, I I, I don't think there's there's not a lack of talent. Um, you know, there, are they guys that maybe didn't see as much time last year? Yeah, but they, they have they have guys that can step up. And you know, I I think Trinity at minimum is a quarterfinal team, if not a team that makes a deeper run to the final four, maybe even the finals if if yeah. things you know depending on how the uh, yeah. depending on how the seeding goes and how the year they they do have a tough schedule, but. Uh, so we'll have to see how it yeah. goes. You know, they have two other guys on uh, on offense too that are, are um, you know, I one of the times that I saw them, I feel like these guys were were contributing and, and scoring, whether it was goals or assists. Um, Austin Pepin, who's a, a senior, and mm-hmm. then uh, sophomore uh, Andrew Overy. He um, both of them, I well, he was their their returning leading scorer with with twenty two goals as a freshman. Um, you know, and and they were guys that that were kind of role players a year ago who, you know, it's it's kind of, you know, could it be a case of, of a addition by subtraction in a way? Obviously, you know, the, you, you take out really good guys that were around them, but, I mean, maybe now they have a chance to kind of step up and take on a bigger role and, and maybe provide more of that offense. No, Joe, you took the words out of my mouth. I was just going to say that sometimes it's addition by subtraction, right? Now you have a bunch of players who maybe don't have who aren't as talented or don't have the accolades that some of the players they lost do, but they're all pretty good players, and now they work better together as a team. They don't defer to the other guys that that are out there on the field, and you know maybe maybe you have a a, a more cohesive offense that works. You know you, you don't have to worry if one guy goes down. Well, what do we do now, right? Um, so, again, another reason why I think they're they're probably in the in the mix for a championship this year. And uh, of course, Trinity last year uh, won that championship uh, against uh, Plymouth. Um, I believe it was what nine six was the final, um, which was it really- was it it was close. It, it, the score looked close. You know, uh, Plymouth made a nice run at the end there. There was some breathing room there for a while, but they never gave up. And uh, yeah, so if we're transitioning to Plymouth, um, again, another team that I think uh, you know might fly under the radar just because they're so far north, so far <laughs> up on ninety three. Yeah, but uh, team should not be overlooking them. They they've got some guys. Yeah, I believe that was the first um, championship game appearance for them uh, in the program's history. So nice, um, you know, a nice building block to kind of experience to get to with a, a team that I think, you know, has a pretty good returning core, um, you know, behind seniors. Um, on the offensive side, you got Adam Barton and uh, Tyler Stokowski returning at attack, uh, a couple seniors there, and then also uh, Caden Sanborn, who's a junior, and... Um, I don't know. We're, we're <laughs> mentioned a couple other guys here that um, uh, Glenn, uh, Coach Glenn, left out of his uh, his preview there. Um, but trying to find out if they're you know hopefully they're still around. Uh, and Brendan Marcou, who was uh, a, on attack for them as well, a junior who had a couple goals in that championship game. Yeah, I mean Brendan Marcou and obviously his brother Jacob and and Net. Um, those two guys are key. 
like depending on their availability because of hockey and, and different things that are, that are happening there. I, they, they're, they're huge. Um, if those two are back, then they are definitely in the mix for a final four, if not a finalist team, if they're not back, could be, could be a little bit harder. It could be a little tougher sledding. I don't know what, what they had behind Jacob and net. Um, and Brendan's obviously, he was obviously a great player. What, uh, I think he, correct me if I'm wrong. Did he have three goals in, three the, goals championship? in the championship game? Yeah. Yeah. That sounds right. So, I mean, that's, that's tough. That's tough to replace that if they don't have that, but from everything I've heard that the, those two will be back. Um, and so again, at, with those two there, I think that makes them, that makes them a really strong contender again this year. They do have a couple other guys on defense that have, are returning, and of course, uh, or we'll, uh, we'll we'll give them a maybe make them a little more solid on that end. Um, you know, regardless of who who's in goal, you know, uh, seniors uh, Andrew Newman, uh, Joe Peters, uh, and Ethan Fogg at LSM, and then you got a couple of, of juniors in uh, Matt Cleary and uh, and Mason Lassard, um, who are also back. And then at uh, midfield, uh, you got uh, Mamouche Teague and uh, Nick Darian, who are also seniors and are returning for Plymouth. Yeah. I mean, Joe, the thing that always stands out for me for Plymouth is they always have athletes come out. Like they've had, obviously have a tradition, tradition of uh, really good football. Uh, I remember our last championship in division three, we had an epic battle with Plymouth in the semifinals. I think we won 13 to 12. And I remember they had these two kids at midfield, Kewel and and riser who ended up being football players at uh, UNH. I think they were linebackers and boy, we just could not like, I mean, they were incredible athletes and they would just, they'd put the shoulder down, they'd run through you. And if you gave them space and the ball on their stick, they weren't going to be stopped. And I mean, that's what always scares me about Plymouth is they're going to have guys out that are just really good athletes. Um, so coach Glenn, I I'm willing to bet he's got guys up there that are sneaky and they're going to be in that mix again. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, anybody that, that, um, you know, has followed Plymouth football, you're going to notice a couple of those names um, sound familiar because they were, uh, they were football players too. And, and obviously that's a, a program that has had, um, I mean, saying they've had a ton of success <laughs> over the years is actually kind of an understatement. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, so how about next we jump to maybe a team that I think, um, think a lot of people would have argued was, uh, you know, you, you could have made the argument for before the playoffs that they were they were the team that was playing the best in the in the division, and and certainly one of, it was one of the top teams last year, and and maybe you could say the favorite or co-favorite going into this year, and that's uh, that's Campbell. Um, a lot of guys back, um, twelve seniors to to lead this team, and and probably some of the uh, some of the more offensively skilled guys that you'll see in the division. And and certainly some very talented guys on defense as well. Yeah, Joe. I mean, I know we're only two teams deep into it, but the fact that it's been two teams and we haven't talked about Campbell yet uh, <laughs> is is incredible. Because that, in my opinion, they are they are the team to beat in Division Three. I know Coach Knight is going to kill me for for putting the target <laughs> on on his team, like, but he can't hide it. He knows that, and and everybody in the league knows that they do. They return an incredible cast on offense. They've got a great defense. Their goalie's solid. Um, they had a great scrimmage against South the other day, put up, uh, you know, I mean, I think we, you were at that scrimmage, yep, right, Joe? Was, I got it, went over to that, uh, was, a. I thought it was going to be a fun matchup and, um, you know, after some, some struggles early for Campbell, cause, cause as, as coach Knight said, it was their first time out on really out on a full field. Um, and you could, you could kind of see that just that their passes were just off early on. 
Um, sure. They got down, I think it was 4 nothing south, four minutes in, uh, and they played it pretty close for, for the rest of the first quarter and then the second and, and into the third uh, before south kind of pulled away. And, and then they both got their uh, their JV teams in there in the fourth, which was I, – I'm trying to erase that from my memory. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> most I mean, most they, of us most yeah. of us as head coaches try and do that too it's it's uh, tough <laughs> but i mean they've got they've got a bunch of guys um uh, like i said on both sides of the ball that i mean you if they're i mean they all could be all state first team all state kids um you know they they could be guys that you maybe sneak see sneak into an academic all-american spot um and i think leading the way for them is is jack nury at, at midfield who um you know watching him in that scrimmage uh, watching him during indoor. I mean, he just looks like he's ready to take his game to the next level. Yeah, he's a do-everything kind of kid. Um, they play well around him. He's got great vision. Uh, he's not afraid to make the extra pass. Um, and sort of like, you know, his 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 line mate on the opposite side of it is, is Brendan Bashi. You know, Brendan, Brendan plays attack for them. Um, you know, incredibly proud of Brendan. Uh, I, I had coached him when he was younger. And, um, you know, he's really transformed his game. He, he's a very good athlete now. Um, and the two of them work really well together. And it's not like those are the only two. They've got other guys on there, John Newell, uh, Andrew Wilness. They, they've got a very potent offense. Um, you know, depending, I'm not sure who's going to take faceoffs for them. That, to me, is the big, you know, I, I think they've got Lucas Craig listed as, as their faceoff guy. Um, you know, he plays club. If he can be, if he can, I don't, even, I don't even know that he needs to be dominant. If he can just win fifty percent of the faceoffs, they're gonna, they're gonna get enough on offense and they're gonna make enough stops. Um, Ryan Garrett and goal, he, he's worked really hard over the years, become a very solid ball stopper, improved his outlet game. Um, you know, they're, they're, they are. They're, I, in my opinion, they're the most well-rounded team coming back in Division Three this year. Yeah, the other, other guy on their defense that uh, is gonna. Um you know, get a lot of attention this year, I think, too, is Eric Coates. Um, you know, he's a guy, another, like, like McLeddy with, uh, with Trinity, he could be defensive uh, player of the year in Division III. Um, and, and really just, I mean, he's probably a guy that, that on most, most days is going to shut down the other team's top player. You mentioned, um, you know, Boshi too, and, and, and the way, you know, way him, he and uh, Nuri kind of play off of each other, too. Nuri's more of a, you know, a, a speed kind of a guy, Boshi's, um, you know, he's he's a little bit more physical and and just watching yeah, a little more him, power to his game. Watching yep. him handle the ball, I mean, he just is, he's a little bit of a wizard out there. I think, you know, just in terms of, uh, you know, I can one play in particular stands out where he, you know, had the ball kind of like a, a goal line extended and and just had, I think he had two South guys on him, and uh, he faked a pass and and just it looked it was so. Uh, he sold it so well that I think he, both guys dropped off him, and then he had like an open lane to the goal. I don't think he scored on it, but, um, but it, it, I mean, he got himself open in, in yeah. you know, with with just a, a flick of his wrists, you know, kept up all and and yeah, it was a it was a pretty nice play. really really soft hands. Yeah, uh, that's always been him. You know, we we when I coached him, I used him as a crease attackman, and um, you know, again, just really proud of the way he's developed himself now. Become you know, he has a bigger frame, but his footwork has improved so much, and he he can now he you know he creates he creates one on one matchup problems, and he's a really good feeder and finisher. Yeah, and you can you can pretty much throw anything to the inside, and he's going to catch it and finish it. So yeah, um, you know, I just I. I think it's going to take a lot for, you know, are they unbeatable? No, somebody can knock them off, but 
they they're a team that went toe to toe with some D two teams last year. I mean, they took they took Hollis Brookline to the yeah. wire. Yeah. Um, arguably could have won could have won both those matchups they had with them. Um, and that's a Campbell team that really didn't lose a lot from last year. And that was a Hollis Brookline team that was a hell of a Hollis Brookline team last year. They had they were solid all the way around. You know, so Campbell was that close. I mean, they they would compete at a D two level this year if they were in D two. Uh, I was going to tell you what I think might trip them up if I could get my internet to work here, but um, <laughs> it seems right at this moment. Of course, right at the right at the crucial moment, my my internet is not clutch right now. Oh, here we go. Um, so what I was going to say is is there just in a in a an odd kind of fact, it seems that that a lot of their big games this year um, they've got to go on the road for. Um, you know, I kind of like that. Yeah. I kind of like that, Joe. Like, I mean, if you're going to, if you're going to, like, if you're going to win and you think you're good, you want to test yourself, right? You don't want it to be comfortable. Like, like regular season, you know, it's cliche, right? But like championships are not won and lost in April and May, right? You like, you want to, you want to, you want to, uh, you want to test yourself a little bit there and, and get yourself ready for the playoffs there. So if they got to go on the road, if they win those games, Awesome. Well, you're you're getting yourself better. If you lose them, we'll find you learn something about yourself there. All right. Then you know, we'll, so I, yeah. Yeah. Well, well. T- then tell me what you what you if as a as a head coach, what you think of this stretch? Um, so they have all as most a lot of D three schools do. Um, they have all of a, uh, April vacation week off, so they come back May second, first game at Trinity. Turn around two days later, they're at Hopkinton. Uh, then they have five days off. Then they go to Laconia. Two days after that, um, they're home to Milford, one home, the one home game in this stretch. Then, uh, then at Plymouth and at Pelham. That's that's tough, but I mean, <laughs> those are two. You, you know, you. I mean, we'll talk about Milford in a little bit, but you know, there 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 is a break in there, right? You get some time, and and Milford's not. Uh, they're not uh, as strong as some of the other teams on there. So you, you, you kind of got to, I think you got to, as a coach, I think you got to compartmentalize it a little bit, right? Like you got to get your guys up like, Hey, we've got a weak stretch here where it's going to be really tough. Maybe we dip down a little bit. We got a little bit of a break. We got some time off. Um, you know, Milford, obviously they're going to play us as hard as they can, but again, are they as strong as some of the other teams? Nope. And then we got to get ourselves back up for again for another one. So that's not the worst thing. That's almost kind of like you're preparing yourself for the playoffs, right? Once you get to the quarterfinals, you're not playing any weak teams at that point, right? It's like, we're going, so you're almost, you're almost prepping yourself for the playoffs by, by having that kind of a schedule like that. So no, I mean, there's, there's a chance you drop some games in there or you get some guys banged up, but um, not a, not a terrible schedule, you know? No. Uh, any other thoughts on uh, on Campbell before we uh, we move on? I think how I think how they deal with the pressure of coming in, knowing that they were they were they were close last year. You know, ran into a bad draw. You know, how do they handle that? You know, how do they play the regular season? Are they are they mature enough to see that they don't need to win every game by ten goals? Right? They're probably going to see a lot of zone this year. There's teams that are going to try and throw some things at them that are going to make it difficult. And how they, you know, how they respond to those challenges along the way will dictate, you know, whether or not it's a championship year for them or not. Um, but Coach Knight's a great, a great coach. And, uh, you know, I as of now, I don't know about you, Joe, but they they are my preseason pick for for Division three. Yeah, I think I would have to agree with that. Um, so next, let's go to uh, another team that, um, you know, I, I think if if. Um, 
you know, just looking on, on paper, if, if you were picking a team that might see Campbell in that final, if you're not going to go with, with Plymouth or Trinity, I think the other team you might have to go with is, uh, is Laconia. Uh, you know, we talked about, Absolutely. yeah, we talked about Campbell, you know, what, what they, you know, how they didn't lose too many kids from last year's team. Laconia graduated one senior. Uh, so they've got nine starters returning, uh, to this year's team. And the list of seniors that they've got back is, is lengthy and uh, it's very, very good, uh, led by uh, Cole Roy at midfield. Uh, Absolute yeah. matchup nightmare. Yeah. Watching them, watching them play indoor. Uh, the kid's got a cannon, um, you know, and he can, he can, he, he's a matchup problem for a lot of teams. Um, I would tell you, Laconia is probably, you know, I need to see Plymouth and uh, and Trinity and kind of what what they have and how they match up. But I would tell you, just based on what I've been seeing in the offseason from indoor, Laconia would be the team that if if Campbell's going to lose, I I would expect you know it could come from uh, from Laconia. You know, and that's so they like I said, Roy's a midfielder. Um, they've got uh, Tim Osvich, also a midfielder back. Um, he was the, uh, also second team All State at Fogo. Uh, so that's huge having having that guy back for you, and then a couple other guys uh, at attack: um, Evan Rollins, um, Evan Carrignan, and Lucas Bean, who is a, a four-year varsity player. Um, I mean, that's that's the kind of thing you dream about. I think bringing back that kind of um, that kind of depth, those kind of guys uh, uh, for your offense. Yeah, I mean Tim Osovich is a, he's a game changer, you know, and that that's something that can tip the scale in your favor when you have a Fogo that can get you possessions like that. Like that's going to be a problem for Campbell. Like Campbell's offense is clearly really good. At that point, if you're not winning faceoffs, you got to make stops, right? Your goalie's got to be your goalie's got to make some saves. Maybe you shouldn't say maybe you shouldn't make, and you got to get some turnovers on the defensive end, and you got to be you got to be sure in the clearing game at that point because you know. That you're just not gonna, you know, you can't rely on make it take it at that point, and Laconia can. So, that that is a huge advantage that they have, that could, you know, could lead them to uh, to being able to get to that championship and not, you know, and and win it all. Um, you know, we said mentioned their offense there. I mean, but the the defense looks, you know, just as as strong. Maybe you know they maybe have one less returning guy on that side. I I think and and. You know, I guess I, I mean Jake Mello is probably the first guy you think of, or when you when you look at their defense. Um, you know, a first team All State kid last year, and um, I mean that's a, a great building block to have. But then you also add um, Edgar Conroy in there, and uh, Zach Whitney at LSM, and and Cam Harriman in goal. No, I mean they're going to be they're going to be solid all the way around. I think I think on paper Campbell has a little bit more in terms of skill player position, you know, in terms of being a little bit more polished, but Laconia, Laconia is going to put, you know, they're going to put 10 guys out there that are all going to be really, really solid. There aren't going to be a whole lot of holes out there. So that, that definitely puts them in the mix for, uh, for a team to team to beat. Uh, you know, and then of course they've got a, a their numbers, it looks like are, are right up there with, uh, like we said, with, um, you know, with Campbell's, um, and, and, um, Trinities as well you know, they've done a great one, job they always they always had a strong youth program when when i was in division three they were a team that we circled along with kearsarge like hey if we beat these teams we're 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 there we've made it right and so laconia is getting back to that they're they're developing they're getting more kids out to play um and yeah so it shows up in their depth right now 
you know, but looking at looking at some of their, um, you know, new guys coming in, there's one name that stands out to me um, just from, from other sports. We talked about, you know, again, getting athletes on the field. And that's uh, they've got Keaton Beck listed as an attack, uh, sophomore attack here. And uh, he was a, uh, he, he's a, a 6'6 kid who is a standout on their basketball team. I believe wow. he was a tight end on the football team too. Uh, just a, a he's going to be a nightmare for anybody trying to match up with. Um, just I mean, a, you throw a, you yeah. throw a jump ball into him, he's going to catch it, or or you, you get him in space and he he throws a swim move. It's like you can't even you can't even get the ball. That's uh, yeah, that's a nice problem to have right there. I mean, that's a kid. That's think think of like um, who was the guy uh, the guy from Sauhegan last year, uh, Alex Karpowicz, who yeah you know, hadn't hadn't played lacrosse I think in high school and decided to come out was going to play offensive line somewhere in college. And he just, I mean, like you said, there were a lot of times, you know, he made moves like that and just left guys in his dust. Like, they, you know, they're expecting, you know, maybe him to do one thing and he does something else and just kind of overpowers them. It was uh, it was interesting watch, and I'll be interested to see how, how that kind of plays out, how much he's able to get. Of course, he's he's playing behind so many great, you know, great guys. It may be tough to get on the field. But your depth, you know, do you run him out of the box? Do you run him as a midi? Are there attackmen that you have that he can spell that could play midi? Does that add to depth? I mean, that's a good, again, good problem to have. Uh, so this is kind of where where I'm I'm interested to hear. I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna let you pick the next team because I'm All I'm right. uh, we we got our we got a a, a f- nice uh, foursome there. Who's next? Who who's well, maybe the next I, team? I gotta in? Tell you, much like I said earlier, when we talked about Campbell and being, you know, two two teams in, I mean, how can we be this many teams in and not have talked about Coach Blue and and the Hopkinson <laughs> Hawks? Yeah, I mean, are we are we really going to disrespect the you know multiple time state champions like that? They lot you know up until COVID, they were the team they were the team that everybody was circling on their on their uh, schedule. And again, you know, we've we've talked about some really strong teams, but. This is a team that I got to play twice last year, strong in net, strong facing off. They've got some offensive firepower, and they've always they've always got some guys um, on the defensive end that are good athletes. Um, you know, lost a really good LSM last year, but they've returned some upperclassmen. You know, it's very senior-heavy team. Um, you know, guys like Ryan Brown on attack is a senior. Aiden Burns, uh, I, I believe he faces off, is also at the midfield. I'm 99% positive he was the guy that was taking faceoffs against us last year. Uh, Ethan Molner on defense, another senior. Uh, John Sullivan, Stephen Reddy, um, their goalie, Eli Staniford, before he got injured, man, he was making incredible. The first game we played against him, he took up a lot of space stood on his head, making a ton of saves. Um, you know, could, could this be a team that you really don't want to see in the quarterfinals? If you're, if you're a good team? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, coach blue always has these guys coached well. Um, Kyle Devitt uh, on the coach. I mean, you talk about a good coaching staff right there. You got coach blue and, and coach Kyle Devitt. I mean, that's, that's a, that's a, an impressive coaching staff right there. So these guys are going to be in the mix. You know, it's, it's interesting. It's, I mean, the, they were, the the time uh timeline for them i mean obviously losing the year to covid rough for everyone um them in particular too because i think they had that was the senior year for for the guys that had started that run uh as freshmen so and then you you go into last year and we're you know i know you guys you you played a couple games against them but we didn't see too much of them i don't th- i think they're 
you know, they, they didn't get out, obviously, um, you know, down into to other parts of the state um, too, too much. So, I mean, some of the names, they're, they're familiar, but I think it's because, like, like um, you know, because of siblings and, and, you know, these are now their, the younger ones kind of stepping up. So it's, I'm interested to see just how these kids care, are carrying on the kind of maybe the legacy that they're, you know, their older brothers uh, put out there for them. So that's that's kind of what I'm curious about. Yeah. So, I mean, that's a team. Again, we kind of touched on a lot of the guys that, that are going to be going to help them this year. Um, you know, they, they have some other guys that I think Coach Blue is really excited about. Uh, Garrett Fitzgerald, who's a senior. Uh, Lincoln Wilson, who's a junior. Cam Bissett, who's a sophomore. He's looking for those guys to step up. Um, so I, I don't think there's a lack of talent in Hopkinton. No. Another place that has a really strong youth program. Yeah. Um, you know, and so they they develop guys. Their their JV team was good last year when we played their JV team. So, um, you know, I think we've talked about some really strong teams so far, and and Hopkinton's in that mix. We'll just have to kind of see how it all comes together for them. So I think the next next team um, is another one that um, you know a couple of years ago that that we're this far in and 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 haven't mentioned them. Um, would be almost criminal but you know after they took a bit of a dip last year uh another new coach this year and that's that's pelham um new new coaching staff that i i understand you're very familiar with yeah i got some alumni who uh who who didn't tell me they were interested in coaching (laughs) i love it though uh i'm happy that the coaching tree i'm happy that i've been a part of a coaching tree that's growing uh drew johnson uh who was an alum for me a class of 2016 played at merrimack won a national title with Merrimack. He, uh, he is actually the assistant with his father, Brian taking over, uh, as the head coach there. And another former 2016, uh, graduate from Derry field, Joe Costa is a defensive coordinator on the staff there. Um, so, you know, actually really thrilled for these guys, as much as I joke around and would love to have them, uh, up coaching with me, it's tough. Um, they, they've got full-time jobs and, and it's working in Pelham because they have a flexible, they, they, they practice a little bit later at night. Um, but they're in good hands there with, with Drew, Brian, and Joe. Um, I know they're getting great coaching. They were great players for me, and uh, I appreciate all they did for me. And and I know that um, they're they're going to Pelham Pelham's going to get better as the season goes on. And and they've got they've got some guys here that have been in the program for a long time. Yeah, some of those guys. Um, it, you know, again, we're talking about you know uh, seeing the same same last names pop up over and over again. One of their seniors that they're on attack that they're going to be kind of leaning on earlier in the year, uh, Tyler Caton, um, it's a name that's probably sounds very familiar for a lot of people in division three. Uh, and then he's joined with two other seniors, uh, Connor Hamilton and Colby me and give them kind of a nice trio there, I think to, to kind of build off of. And then you add in a couple of middies and in, in sophomore cam cook and uh, senior Keegan McKinney. Um, you know, I think that's uh, that's a pretty solid, uh, offense there that you're, you're potentially, uh, like you said, that's going to just kind of grow and, and continue to get better as the senior season goes on. For sure. And I mean, you know, they're both Joe and Drew, they kind of know the recipe for success. They're going to work on the goaltending. They're going to work on the faceoffs. They're going to work on the clearing game and riding game. That'll, that'll all come as the season goes on. I think what you're going to see from Pelham is even if they have a lack of, uh, you know, high end skill position players, they're going to be well coached. They're going to be they're They're, they're not going to, they're not going to make mistakes that they just give the game away to teams. Um, you're going to have to earn it against them. They always have good athletes there. 
And, um, you know, yeah, that's what I, I'd expect from this team this year. I, I think they're, they're still a playoff team. I just, we just, the jury's still out on, on how good they're going to be this year. All right. Uh, all right. Where to next? Who do you think is, is next in line? Well, I, I mean, I'm interested, you know, I, I think it's a team that a lot of people are talking about um, in terms of, uh, you know, again, a team that maybe flies under the radar because of their location, but I, I'm interested in Lebanon. Um, you know, they, they didn't have a lot of seniors graduate last year. I think they had one senior graduate. Um, so he's, they pretty much got their entire team back last year. Um, they've got some, they've got some first team all state players in, in Griffin ouch uh, CJ Childs at midfield. Um, you know, they, they've got some guys, I don't know. What, what have you, have you heard a lot about, about Lebanon? I, I think they're in the mix for, I mean, for yeah, a playoff those, team this those year. two guys that you just mentioned, I think are going to, are going to maybe, uh, yeah, as you mentioned, they were, they were all state guys last year, so they've definitely gotten the recognition, but I think this year, um, you know, two guys that, that I, I, um, a lot of teams are going to have a hard time shutting down, you know, just the, the, both of those guys are, are pretty talented childs, um, you know, I believe is a three-sport athlete, a, definitely a football player. I think he might have played basketball as well. Uh, so a, a tremendous athlete there. Um, but I mean, I think they're they're a team to kind of watch out for. Um, again, maybe maybe put them in that same category like you were saying with Pelham. They're they're going to be a playoff team. They're going to be competitive. Maybe not quite have enough to to knock off some of those top teams. But uh, I mean, you're gonna they're going to know that they're playing somebody tough. I think. Yeah. I mean, you got you so you you've got good building blocks at each one of the positions, right? You've got Griffin down on attack. You've got CJ at midfield. You've got Colby Delisle who returns as a as a senior uh, defenseman who was second team All State last year. Uh, I know Coach is really high on on uh, Colin Maher, who was a freshman uh, on attack. So they've got some pieces there. You know how they do facing off and goaltending. Obviously, that's that's going to help dictate how their season goes, but. Again, a team that I think um, you, you're not going to know a whole lot about because maybe if their players are playing, they're playing, you know, up in Vermont or, you know, in leagues that are that are not down south here that get a lot of press. Right. right? So you, 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 some of those kids kind of fly under the radar. I remember playing when we were in Division three, I remember always playing Lebanon and, and they they would have sneaky kind of like you talked about three sport athletes that were really difficult to shut down. You know, you had to really scout and play good angles against them, or else you were going to get burned against those kids. Yeah. Um, you know, I think I think another team that I maybe falls into that a little bit. You know, just again because of the location and and you know you don't see them uh, as much. Um, I think is Kearsarge. I think they're they're going to be. At, you know, a couple of years ago they were one of the top teams in the division, made the finals a couple of times, um, and then kind of. I think their numbers took a little bit of a hit. They had a, a coaching change in there. Um, but, you know, they look like they're a team that um, they've got, um, you know, they don't have a ton of returning guys. I think they've got about 15 guys between varsity and JV that are back. But I, um, half their kids, I think, have, are, are first-year players. Uh, but they got two guys on attack that, um, you know, from, from hearing from some other coaches that are, are guys that the rest of the division is going to be kind of on the lookout for in, in – uh, John Frioli, and, and again, another guy who uh, played football this past year for Kearsarge, too, and really helped them turn um, turn that program around. And then uh, he's a junior, and then another junior in uh, in Matthew Burns. Yeah, and you know, and the other thing they got going for him, too, is uh, I know he's just an assistant right now, but Mike Heffernan, uh, who a long time, he was a good friend of mine when he was coaching there, 
helped me out when I was a younger coach. Um, he returns as an assistant coach and brings just a tremendous amount of experience. Um, someone who really is, he, he's cared, uh, he cares and he's invested in the program. Um, you know, I, I think that's a huge thing for them to have a great coaching staff like that and to have him around there, bringing, bringing knowledge for the, for the team there. Uh, another team that, you know, similar to Laconia, that was a game that we would circle on our schedule when we were in division three. And it's like, you beat Kyrgyz, you beat Laconia, you are, you're there. Right. And it's because, you know, again, good youth program, well-coached and, you know, they have a tradition of success. They've won championships. And so there's a lot of pride up there. Um, you know, and I think, I think this is a team that, um, I think they're, I think they're on the rise. I don't know that they're, I don't know that they're contending yet, but they've got some good pieces there and they're going to be competitive. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, you know, I think it's that, you know, he kind of mentioned in there, he's got, you know, he's got good numbers. He's got over 30 players, but I would say about half of those players, right. Are guys that they've recruited that, that don't necessarily have lacrosse skills. They're just, they're, they're athletes right now, right? So this is a team that, like, I think if they make the playoffs this year, that's a huge that's a huge thing for yeah. them, right? And a building block and a springboard to go forward. So I don't think they have championship aspirations this year, but they're building. They're building for the future right now. And, and if, if you're in Division three in a small school and you got over 30 kids in your program, that's that's yeah, fantastic. Absolutely. You're doing a really good job. The other thing, too, is, um, you know, looking over the, the, the names on here, there's not I, – I think I see one senior um, – you know, so exactly. a lot of these guys are juniors and sophomores. So it's, I think that, like you said, they're they're maybe not thinking championship this year, but maybe, you know, improve, get into the playoffs, and see what happens, and and you know, keep building for for um, you know twenty twenty three too. Yeah, no, and it's good. I mean, with you know, as we've kind of talked in other podcasts about you know the landscape of lacrosse around the state and and teams you know, numbers wise aren't doing as well. It's great to see, it's great to see, you know, lacrosse is alive and well at Kearsarge, you know, and they've got guys coming out. So good to see. So, yeah, I mean, I think it's, I think it's an upward trend for, for Kearsarge this year in division three. Um, speaking of numbers, uh, another program that I think has um, some pretty good ones given, uh, you know, sometimes it's a little bit tougher, um, you know, uh, to get them at, at some of these smaller um, private schools, but Bishop Brady, uh, 21 kids on their roster this year, 11 of them, um, having play or returning from last year. And eight of those are, uh, are, are starters or regular contributors. And I, I think that's a, a team that now is, um, going into its second year, um, with, uh, with coach, uh, Lamparelli at the helm. Um, that's certainly a, a huge plus I actually got to see them a little bit last week at the, the jamboree that was up in Manchester. Um, mm -hmm. it looked pretty solid. I liked, I liked some of the things I saw from them. Uh, maybe, again, maybe not a team that's, that's going to, you know, challenge, uh, to, to win a championship this year, but it, it could be, um, you know, on its way in the next couple of years. They're building the base as they like to yeah. say, right. Building the future. They, I, I love coach Lamparelli is, is really, uh, he's a, he's got a great presence on, on social media. He's really getting the kids excited. He is. He's building the base for the future right now. And, um, you know, I think this is a team that would be disappointed if they didn't make the playoffs. They put a tremendous amount of uh, time and effort into the offseason. Um, it's a coach and a team that cares about what they're doing. Um, and they're going to continue and they're going to continue to get better and better as the season goes along. They've got guys um, in all different positions, you know, coach uh, preseason watch list. You know, he, he's got guys like Nate Nelson. Uh, who's a junior at midfields. 
uh, Brendan Carantino, uh, who's a senior at midfield, Josh, his son, Josh, uh, Lamparelli is sophomore on defense, uh, Tucker Townsend, uh, junior Fogo, you know, if, if Tucker can, if, if Tucker can make a preseason, uh, or if he can make an all state list at the end of the season, that means they've had a pretty good season, right? Cause they're getting in possessions there and Owen Currier as a, as a senior on attack. Um, it's yeah, going to be a good player for them. They're uh, their leading, leading scorer from a year ago. Um, huge to have him back. And you mentioned Nelson, too. He was an, uh, an All-State performer last year. Um, you know, and one other guy to kind of keep an eye on uh, is their, their goalie, uh, Braden Murphy. Um, you know, he's back and, um, you know, should have a big year for them, too. Yep. Came to my, came to my goalie clinic, hard worker, takes up space, not afraid to get hit. Um, you know, he's, yeah. He, he's definitely going to be one that, uh, you know, I think I think coaches will take notice of as the season goes along. Uh, what, who do you like next to, to where do you want to go to next? Well, we're moving down. We're moving down here. Uh, you know, I think I, in my time in Division three, there was there was a team that I always respected because of, because of their head coach, uh, Milford and, and uh, Coach Erda. You know, I think uh, Coach Erda is one that's he's been around the game for a long time. Um, you know, and, and cares about teaching the game the right way, uh, has guys that play hard for him. He's had sons on the team that are, that have been really good players. Um, and they, they tend to have really good numbers. Um, you know, it's a team that fluctuates in terms of how competitive they are. Uh, well, I'm sorry, not how competitive they are on the field, but in terms of their record, they always bring it every game. And I think it starts because of coach Erta and the, and the way that he, he teaches his kids to compete, right? Like, you know, they never give up and no matter where they are, they're always fighting for, for that game to try and get it, try and get a W there. Yeah. A lot of guys that are um, always multi-sport athletes and you, you mentioned, yep. you know, his kids and I, the latest one uh, or young, I think it's the youngest one. Uh, Chuck Erta is a, uh, is a junior midi for them this year. Uh, captain as well along with uh with senior logan barnhill um and uh and junior jack seal um those are their three captains but they also have uh harris jones uh sophomore on attack uh who is actually uh, the son of uh, keith jones the football coach and actually keith was the the lacrosse coach uh i believe before rick there might have been a coach in between them too um but keith will be uh back as an assistant this year for them so Kind of a, a role reversal there for them with the you know when it, and, and going from football to uh, to lacrosse. So that's that's nice to see uh, that Keith will be back on the sidelines there. And then uh, a couple of, of uh, returners on defense: uh, Tyler DeCosto, uh, a sophomore, and then Luke DeRosa, uh, a senior. Uh, so yeah, like you said, the numbers are, are really good. It's just um, a lot of guys I think who are who are multi-sport athletes. So maybe it's. You know, maybe they just started getting back into it, you know, uh, a month or so ago and just going to take some time, I think, just getting everything together. Yeah, I mean, I also like I also like the future of this team. You're looking at that list and, uh, you know, doesn't have doesn't have a ton of seniors on the team here. He's got some promising newcomers and freshmen, uh, Braden Atwood, James Brew and goal, Justin Damaris on defense and Matt Doobie at the midfield. Um, I mean, if you've got four impact freshmen and sophomores there you know that speaks well for your future there um and a lot of the other guys that we talked about there are not seniors you know there's sophomores and juniors so you know if this is a team that maybe can sneak into the playoffs right or or they have a good building year here could be a team that we're talking about for next spring 
So I, I'm gonna I'm gonna say here you you gotta uh, now you were saying Coach Erda you gotta you gotta be careful now because uh, in this division you might be confused about who which Coach Erda you're talking about. Uh, of course, Rick has been the the longtime coach at Milford, and his uh, his oldest son Harrison uh, is actually taking over as the head coach at Stevens uh, this year. So uh, a new head coach up there uh, for the Cardinals. The coaching uh, tree, yeah. it's growing. Love it. <laughs> I don't know, uh, you know, exciting, of course, to see to see Harrison taking over as a coach, but uh, I'm sure you'll agree with me here, too. Uh, a moment that makes you feel a little bit old, because it wasn't that long ago that, that I remember covering Harrison uh, when he was playing football and lacrosse at Milford. So uh, I remember trying to devise game plans to cover him. <laughs> That's, uh, yeah, and it was not easy. No, so. I can imagine. Um, but yeah, really excited to, to see what he's able to do up there with, with a program that, um, you know, is still trying to build it some stuff up. Um, you know, he's got a couple of solid returners, I think in, in Hunter Christensen and, and Len Norton Avery, um, as well as, um, uh, a couple newcomers in Reeve Wilkinson, uh, Caden Tyne, Ethan St. Amont, Colby Reed and, and AJ Rizell. Um, unfortunately, it sounds like they're going to be without one of their top guys this year, though, in, in Tyler Christian. Um, so that's that's an unfortunate uh, blow to, to Stevens. But um, and what's uh, what the other game uh, or other thing to highlight too is um, the first uh, matchup between father and son here actually is going to be at Milford um, in early May. Uh, so that's one I, I'm going to. I was going to say, that sounds like a story that needs to be covered. (laughs) I already got that one kind of marked on the calendar. So, yeah, it's uh, Harrison versus uh, Rick and and, and their team. So um, that should be uh, an interesting matchup. Good. Well, we got a few few teams left here. Um, You know, I think think the team that we – out of the teams that we have left that we know the most about, I would say, you know, the next one up would be Guilford. Um, again, from my time in division three, I remember Guilford is always being a really tough team. They had multi-sport athletes, a lot of soccer players, a lot of football players out. Um, you know, they, they were, they were a team that, that was just really tough to beat because they were physical. Um, and they, they played hard all game long, you know, and again, it's a team that's located in a school and a team that's located in an area that traditionally in the state is not lacrosse, uh, doesn't have a rich lacrosse tradition but they have had good town teams in the past and, you know, they kind of go, I I feel like it kind of goes in waves where they have groups that come through that are really into it. And then other groups that, you know, they, they dip down for a little bit. And, you know, I think to me, this is a team that maybe uh, is starting to rebound a little bit. It's a younger team. There are a few seniors, but kind of like Milford, we talked about, Um, you know, they've got some guys that are, that are younger, that, that may be building for the future here. Yeah, a couple of those, a um, couple of those seniors too. Uh, you got Mitty, uh, Max Bartlett, um, Jackson Cole on attack, and uh, Luke Lawyer at de- at uh, on defense. Um, you know, they uh, Coach Robs also mentioned. Um, you know, they got a, a, a transfer in from uh, from Brewster, a Mitty named Dylan Hamill, who he's pretty excited about, and then a couple other uh, Mitty's sophomores, uh, Colin Law, Colt. Excuse me. Colin Logan and uh, Aiden McKenzie, um, you know, they both return. Um, so, I mean, you, you look at that, too, and, and you're talking about, you know, young guys stepping in. But when you've got sophomores who you're, you're mentioning as returning players, I mean, that's um, – I, I don't know. That puts you, I think, a little bit ahead of the game just because those kids were – you know, had to get their feet wet as freshmen 
Um, so they may be young, but they've got a, already got a year of experience. Right. The only question is, you know, as sophomores, as, as 15, 16 year olds, you know, do they match up physically to the other teams there? Can they hold up over the season? Um, but yeah, you gotta be excited about the, the future of your program. If you've got, if you've got such a young team there, you know, the other thing, you know, you speak of the coaching tree that we've been talking about, you know, they, they have a new assistant coach in James Seeger, who was, who was an alum that played at Husson university. Um, so, you know, having a coach who not only is an alum, but one that played in college can bring some of that knowledge back to the program. That's going to help as well. All right. And uh, I think we're just about, we've got a couple, what, two teams left. Um, and unfortunately, uh, didn't get too much uh, information on, uh, on those. Last well, we don't teams. have a lot. We don't have a lot on Interlakes Moultonboro right now. They're, you know, we're, we're we're fairly confident that they're playing this season. They have a schedule. We know that they've been looking for a coach. Um, it's a team that not so long ago, I mean, right around the time, it was either right before or right after COVID hit that we were we were talking about as a team on the rise and that, you know, we're we're fighting for a playoff spot. I, I, I want to say in 2019, they that were they were about, about right, yeah. Yeah, they were they were, you know, a 500 team that was that was fighting for they were they had some good wins and they were they were looking to to get in the playoffs there. So we're we're hoping that that you know that that trend continues up. We want to see lacrosse continue to spread in the state, and um, you know, so hopefully they've found a coach and they're and they're out there and they're practicing and and um, you know it'll be a team to watch throughout the season here and see how they do. I will tell you in a second here how they did. I I think you're right though they. They were uh, definitely close. If they weren't a playoff team, they were very close to to being a playoff team. Uh, actually, yeah, they were. They were uh, seven and seven in twenty nineteen. Got in as the eight, eight seed. Won that uh, opening round game, uh, the eight nine game. Uh, so even got a playoff win under their belts in in twenty nineteen. So you know that's I, we we've been kind of talking. Uh, you know. <laughs> We were talking off air before we came on that it's important for lacrosse to continue to grow in the state because uh, whether I don't know how much people know, but our you know we, we do all American voting at the end of the year, and U.S. Lacrosse actually does uh, they they give us uh, one all American slot for every six teams we have in the state. So it's not like we get you know it's not like it's equal around the state. It's dependent on the growth of our of our teams, uh, the growth of the program. So um, it is important that we that we continue to have these teams uh, go there because we, we want to show off. We've got a lot of good players in the state here. And uh, unfortunately, we can't get them recognized if we don't have if we don't have, uh, you know, as many All-American slots there anymore. Yeah, that's right. Um, oh, we, we did mention uh, we got to mention Hillsborough Daring as well. Um, you know, that kind Coach of Howie Rovers group. Right. Yeah. Um, you know, a, a team that um, was new last year, first varsity season, um, you know, coming back again this year. And, and I think kind of maybe goes to your, to your point there, too. Um, you know, a, a, a program that is trying to build up numbers and, and is, you know, just starting out. Um, you know, so, yeah, certainly hope to see a little bit more support there. But they've got a guy that um, you were saying was, is a guy to keep an eye on, right? Yeah, Paulo Vasquez. He's he's definitely he he's a player that um, you know in the faceoff X is, is going to keep them in a lot of games and, and make them a, a harder out for teams. Um, you know, can they surround enough around him? That's TBD. 
Um, they definitely, they did some great recruiting in the hallways. They, they've got numbers out. I want to say, you know, they're in the high teens, you know, approaching 20 in terms of numbers of guys on the team, which is good. Um, Paulo is a high-end face-off guy. Um, if anybody remembers Brady Watts from, uh, from Trinity last year, Paulo fits that mold where he, he's going to be tough to stop. Um, you know, he's going to, he's going to draw a lot of poles. He's going to draw early slides. Um, but he, he is going to be one of the top face-off guys in the league this year um, for them. Um, so that, that'll, keep, that'll keep Hillsborough in a lot of games. Um, they just need to make sure they surround them with, with enough talent around them that can move the ball. And also they got to preserve them a little bit too. You're going to, you're going to take a lot of face-offs and you, you, being a face-off guy is tough. Like going down into that stance, coming up and out, sprinting, ground ball, getting back down in that stance, doing it over and over and over. It takes a lot out of guys. There's a reason, you know, we, we joke about face-off, get-off, but, like, there's a reason why those guys, why why face-off two-way midfielders are becoming less and less of a thing or yeah. haven't been a thing. It takes a it, – it spends a tremendous amount of energy. And when you're really one of the top face-off guys, there's a reason for that. And so you, you want to be able to – you know, that that's going to be, I think, the, the biggest decision for Coach Rover is, like, Paulo's going to be one of your more skilled – uh, field players too. How do you preserve them? You know, um, and and can you can you find other guys that can take faceoffs as well? That is, uh, see, these are the coaching things that I'm, you know, why I'm glad on I'm on this side of the thing. I don't have to make decisions <laughs> like that. <laughs> uh, well, we made it through. Uh, we made it through Division Three and made it through our our boys' uh, previews here. Any. Um, any final thoughts on on D three before we wrap up, or or any other thoughts on uh, on boys uh, on the the boys lacrosse previews as a whole? Yeah, no, I I enjoyed doing our previews as a whole. It's always fun to look back in in June and kind of see how you know how we were. Did we can do we kind of have a good? Uh, I I think Joe, you've been you've been pretty good with your prediction. For anybody, you know, I I would urge the uh, the listeners to check out the website and see your D one previews already out, right? Uh, yep. D two and D three coming out in the uh, coming days. D two was up. It went up uh, Wednesday afternoon, so that's up there. I'm uh, behind. Yeah. <laughs> D three. Well, you you were you were busy this afternoon. That's all right. Uh, <laughs> um, and I, yeah, D three I believe will be up uh, sometime on Thursday. Um, that's that's the plan at least. And then uh, we'll start getting into some of the girls' previews uh, starting on Friday. Um, also, uh, don't want to uh, want people to forget too. We got a couple other fun things coming up on the site um, in the next couple of days. Um, got a couple other feature stories that'll be up there. Um, also on Sunday, we'll be releasing the, uh, the preseason watch lists for both boys and girls. Uh, those are always a fun time. I, I enjoy getting, uh, usually the lists are so long that, um, people miss a name or two when they're looking through it and I get messages, Hey, you left off this person. I'm like, Nope, they're on there. Um, or you left off that person. But I'd say 95% of the time it, it, they're on there. It's just, it's such a long list because, there's a lot of good players in this state um, who could potentially get on that all-state team. Um, so, so they're this, I'm gonna I'm gonna order them differently this year. So hopefully it makes it a little easier to read uh, rather than yeah. just kind of putting them on there at random. Um, I don't I don't know why I thought that was a good idea. Um, and then uh, and then on Monday uh, we will have the preseason uh, boys lacrosse coaches poll. And uh, and the girls lacrosse coaches poll first ever girls lacrosse coaches poll, so that's um, that's pretty exciting. 
That is exciting. And you know, I'm gonna put I'm gonna put I'm gonna put the bullseye on you right now. I'm gonna say in the time that I've known you, looking back on your preseason final four and final picks, I would say you're hitting at better than eighty percent. Do you think I do you think I'm too high um, or too low? You know what? I would have to go back and look if there was a year that, that I had trouble with it would be last year. I don't remember if I I must have done some kind of predictions last year. Maybe it was I just still champions. Think, I still think you were. I still think you were seventy-five to eighty yeah, percent last yeah. year, and and that's coming off a COVID year where you didn't have any background knowledge. I I think you're pretty up there. Yeah, I I've um, you know, it, it's a talent that you just you know sometimes you just have to go with. <laughs> <laughs> no, you know it's it's um, it, you know I I will say a large part of it um, you know is is just getting so many responses from coaches um. You know, every year I, I hear from more and more, you know, more and more people send stuff in and, um, you know, it's a lot to go through. Um, absolutely. You know, but I'm getting uh, I've got so many names that are running through my head at this point that, um, you know, if, if one ends up in the wrong spot, I apologize. But, uh, you know, you the coaches out there, boys and girls size have been have been great um, again this year, getting me stuff. Um, you know, it's a huge help just, um, you know, because it. it I, I, I want to get to the point where people are, you know, people come to the site and they say, okay, I want to know about what's going on in lacrosse this year. And, and I want that this to be the place that they go um, to, you know, to, to learn what, what's, what this season's going to look like to, to know what's going on. And, and I can't do that without, you know, the help from, from coaches. And, and that's been huge. Re- really, you know, I, I, I've told a couple of people in the last couple of days, you know, um, there's no such thing as, as too much information in this business. Send, you know, so send me as much as you want, uh, and, and I'll figure out what to do with it. And the other thing is too is is the role of the coach really in in many ways it's it's also become a little bit of a PR man too. Um, you know, you're you're kind of the 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 marketing director as much as you are a coach. I think in some in some ways. Hundred percent. When we're all fighting for kids, uh, for athletes within our school to get kids to come out and stuff like that. I think it's, I think it's more important than ever to kind of, you know, not you just want to, you want to, you want to let your kids know that you you care about your program and you you care about them and you're excited, you know, and and the more excitement you build, the more kids are going to get to come out to your program um, and help out year in and year out. So uh, yeah, like we talked about, we need, we need to keep the numbers in the state strong. We want to keep the sport growing. And uh, so, yeah, you know, if there's coaches listening out there, we really appreciate everything that you send in and help Joe out. As, as we've alluded to in the past, Joe does not have an army working for him. He's, uh, you know, he's, he's sort of a one-man show and, and doing the best he can to get out there and get everything. So let's keep spreading the word. Let's, let's keep this sport growing. Yeah, I, uh, I, can, I can always use help, <laughs> all the help I can get in terms of uh, tracking down info. So, yeah, it's greatly appreciated. And, uh, and I appreciate, Coach, I appreciate you uh, doing these previews with me. Always a fun time. Uh, sharing our, our insight on, on this. It's, uh, it's these three weeks I think are, are, are some of the, I mean, I, I enjoy doing the podcast every week, but these three weeks with the previews, I think are, are, are definitely, uh, some of my favorite ones. They're definitely some of my favorite too, Joe, but I'm, uh, I'm going to, I'm excited about, uh, you know, we're, we're, we're continuing to head out of the pandemic and I'm excited to get back. Some of my, some of my favorite memories were when we used to get together uh, you know, post game after I'd have a game and, you know, we get there and do the, do the podcast, uh, 
you know, in, in lo- on location. And I'm excited, uh, you know, for the listeners out there, I think we're going to be hopefully finding a new location that we can go live from pretty soon. Yeah, I don't want to don't want to say anywhere yet, but yeah, that is the hope that next week we will be doing this face to face again. So um, I'll have to work on my facial expressions when when we say things now. So I haven't had to, <laughs> haven't had to worry about that for a couple of years. <laughs> but uh, all right, well, I guess that uh, that'll probably wrap it up for this week. Uh, Chris, thanks again for joining me. Always happy to do it, Joe. Looking forward to next week. We got real games to talk about. Yeah, the next time we talk, we'll be talking about actual uh, regular season lacrosse games. Well, he is uh, Derry Field AD and, and boys lacrosse coach Chris Hetler. I'm Joe Marcellina. Thanks again for listening.